Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. President Trump says China should pay $10 trillion for unleashing COVID upon the world. Congressman Jared Carl is here to tell us how Congress can hold China accountable. And the latest jobs report is out today, and it was below expectations. So what the heck is Biden going to do to get people back to work? Not much, and we'll tell you why this is such a disaster. All of that and more tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. It's another disappointing jobs report for Biden, but he has a mind. They are practicing Kamalanomics, and it's destroying families in the process. And I'll tell you how in just a moment. The economy added 559,000 jobs last month, even though expert economists expected 675,000 jobs to be filled. That's far better than last month, though. You may remember that the unemployment rate actually went up last month, even though businesses were opening back up all across the country. Now, you have to be a pretty terrible leader to preside over that, Mr. Biden. The official unemployment rate for May was 5.8%, but something was really weird in those jobs numbers. While the unemployment rate fell, the labor force participation rate actually got worse as people left the labor force. Now, at this point in an economic recovery, where there are help-wanted signs on virtually every business, we should not see people leaving the labor force, but we are. The unemployment rate should be going down by 1% to 2% each month at least, but not the 0.1% or 0.2%. Democrats say we just need to help people get back into the workforce by paying their child care because people are stuck at home with their kids and they need government to save the day, as always. Tell me this, Democrats. Why did these families, what exactly did they do before the pandemic? How did they survive without government before? Yeah, that's always the question, isn't it? But they love a crisis because government can swoop in and take a permanent place in people's lives. They somehow got child care rather before the pandemic. And guess what, government? They don't need your handouts now. And that's a ridiculous excuse as to why the unemployment rate remains this high. As economist Steve Moore told us earlier this week on this show, people can make a lot of money by not finding a job. Between unemployment and the emergency pandemic payment and food stamps that are no longer food stamps, by the way, you get a debit card these days, you know. And there are so many other state and federal benefits that have been hugely expanded. Families can pull off making almost, get this, six figures for not working from the government. So when you can get money for free, why would you go to work? The biggest problem here is that when the government replaces a man or woman as the provider for a family, despair follows for those people close behind. Now, if you want to know why inner cities are a disaster, it's because the government has replaced 
parents, as providers for our family. And this is by design for the Democrats. It is compassionate to help people in their time of need, yes, but it is destructive and it is immoral to cause people to become dependent on government. But Democrats don't mind. They would love the whole country to look like our inner cities, full of abandoned buildings and homeless encampments. The people who become dependent on government are guaranteed to vote for them and to keep Democrats in power. People were created to work. That's why America became a superpower virtually overnight. Humankind was unshackled from the bonds of tyranny and given the chance to create and to build and to expand. People could work hard and they could become wealthy. Literally anyone and everyone had the same opportunity and that is America. And I know that Democrats would love to mention slavery right at this point. And I don't want to get distracted here, but I just want to remind everyone that there has never been one slave owned by a Republican in the history of America. Not one. Slavery was adopted officially into the Democrat Party platform. They were officially the party of slavery. And when slavery was abolished, the Democrats started the KKK. And it's no wonder that the Democrats are the party of dependency on government. And it's no wonder that they preserve their power by destroying minority families in our inner cities. It's just another form of slavery. We talked about Kamalanomics earlier this week, and she talked about care infrastructure. But there's nothing caring about causing people to become dependent or enslaved to government, Kamala. And that's why Democrats become so fearful of President Trump. Black unemployment was the lowest in American history under Trump. Black people were at their most independent under Donald Trump. There's nothing scarier to a Democrat than a minority with a good paying job, or anyone actually with a good paying job for that matter. Kamala wants people to get checks from her, from the government. That way she can buy their votes and preserve her political power. She is after all a descendant of slave owners. And if you are still under the impression that it's compassionate to give free money to people in perpetuity, then you don't understand human behavior at all. And I spent my lifetime actually studying it. I understand it very well. It's not demoralizing at first for the government to pay your bills. I'm sure it's kind of fun, liberating even for a moment. You get to hang out at home with your friends, maybe even with your kids, have lots of parties, get free food, free stuff. But then, as mothers begin to realize that they no longer need fathers to provide for them in the home, those fathers become demoralized. There's no sense of personal pride for anyone in any of that. People need to feel wanted and needed. But when big daddy government steps in and replaces the father in the home, he then can turn to alcohol or drugs very easily, or he turns to a gang to feel that sense of being needed and wanted. He's no longer respected by his family. If you want a case study on what government dependence does to people, just look at the minority families that Democrats claim to want to help. The dirty little secret is that Democrats don't want to help at all. They are not compassionate. They only care about their own power, and that's it. And if they have to keep people on unemployment to do that, then they don't mind. If they have to destroy a few more families, they don't care. Again, it's all about the money and the power for the left. And all you have to do is look at cities that have been run by Democrats for centuries to realize that what I'm telling you is played out over and over again for decades now. Don't forget that. Coming up, 
President Trump says China should pay $10 trillion now that more and more people are admitting that the virus is likely has come from a Chinese lab. Congressman Jerry Carl is next with his thoughts. And we have more Dr. Gina Primetime coming up for you this Freedom Friday on this show. It's great to be with you. Don't go away. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Check out this headline from Just the News. Emails show Fauci made urgent inquiry about gain-of-function research as the pandemic began. Now, that sounds very suspicious, considering Fauci was certain that the virus came from a Chinese bat and not a Chinese lab. Was Fauci losing sleep at night because he knew that he oversaw federal funding that went to the Wuhan lab that created this virus? And what is Congress going to do about it? Let's ask Congressman Jerry Carl from Alabama's 1st Congressional District. Good to see you, Congressman. Great to be with you. Congressman, if I were Fauci, I'd hop on the first plane to China and ask for asylum. Because the more we find out about Fauci, the more we realize he was lying about everything the entire time. Why was Fauci so concerned about gain of function? You know, I truly don't know. I'm looking at those emails. We're all seeing the same thing. We're going through those emails. And... And I asked myself yesterday, the business side of my brain, why would someone do that? Why would you know one particular th- theory that you're sending out uh, to your friends and colleagues, but you get in front of, uh, you get on TV and say something just the opposite? And in my business side of the brain, I, I, I smell a rat here. I, I, I won't, and, and I'm going to try to uh, get uh, some congressional support to do this, but I would like to uh, ask uh, Fauci some questions about his financial dealings through this this whole matter. It's so easy for, for bureaucrats to do things and not be liable or responsible for what they say or do, whereas an elected official we are. We're responsible obviously every two years because we're, we're elected or not or elected. So, but from a bureaucrat standpoint and the power that he possesses to get on TV and turn a complete market uh, from just a simple statement that he may make I think it's really important that the American people's voice be heard here and let the the uh, bureaucrats know in Washington and in our local uh, state government know that they're accountable. And and again, if you can make a statement and change a, the uh, direction of a stock or a stock market, I want to see how it may have affected his portfolio. Yeah. Or, or even just the market for PPEs. I mean, he all of a sudden said we needed PPEs and PPEs were suddenly all bought up by China and uh, not available to American companies. It was very interesting how all that went down. Uh, President Trump issued a statement on Thursday that said, now everyone, even the so-called enemy, are beginning to say that uh, President Trump was right about China virus coming from the Wuhan lab. China should pay $10 trillion to the U.S. and the world for the death and destruction they have caused. $10 trillion sounds like about the right amount to me. What do you think, Congressman? 
I think it's too early to put a price tag on it. How, how do you put a value on, uh, you know, as many lives as we've lost? A value on how it's disrupted this entire, just speaking for America, this entire country, our economy. How do you put a value on that today? I, I would like to do a little more digging. Uh, I, I don't think that number is, is uh, too much. If anything, I think it may not be enough. Well, Congressman, we know we can't expect Biden to hold China accountable no matter what the number is. His son has so many entanglements with the Chinese businesses that are connected to the CCP. So how could we expect him to hold, you know, hold China accountable regardless of what that amount is? Maybe the 10 trillion would be a decent start. Maybe we'd find there's more. And um, and who knows from there, right? Well, well this, this is one issue, you know, we're talking about losing lives. This is one issue that crosses all boundaries uh, is certainly bipartisan. So I, I think for the, the taxpayers themselves, Republicans, Democrats, everyone step up and start voicing their opinions uh, about this situation, about the, the doctor's responses, uh, about the way the president is handling this. I, I think we've really got to put more light on it, like we have the border issue and, and, and try to get some, some direct answers. Uh, this whole thing boils down to Donald Trump. They don't want to do anything because of Donald Trump. They don't want to. They don't want to believe it because of Donald Trump. Uh, Trump spoke it into being well over a year ago. Uh, no one wanted to listen to him. Now, now they're having to slowly admit that he may have been right. Uh, and uh, we, most of us, but believed it the whole time. Uh, it is it, it's a genetic uh, uh, a germ that that that. Now we're all living with. Now, what scares me is what we're going to do in the future. You know, how, how are we going to deal with this in the future? Is this is this a new war that we have? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I am one thing for sure. Our leadership's got to be responsible for, for our actions before and after. And, and that's what I plan on trying to hold some people responsible for. Well, I'm glad you are. Uh, then there's Russia, Congressman. Biden's also going to have trouble keeping Vladimir Putin in check. His son has so many business dealings in that part of the world as well. And Biden and Putin set to meet in a few weeks here. I think that meeting could end up being a complete disaster because Putin's pretty savvy. And Biden, well, yeah. what do you think? I, I don't think we're going to get any anything out of that, that meeting. I, nothing that we would expect. I, I, I think it's probably already pre-discussed what they're going to talk about. Uh, it, I think uh, Putin is, is certainly fishing. Uh, he's trying to see how far he can push the Biden administration, the new administration. Uh, and, and so far, he's found no boundaries. Every, everything has worked, uh, it seems like, to their advantage thus far. And, and when you start talking about the Internet and, and, and uh, ransom, uh, ransomware and, and locking some of these companies up, and just here, our local government got hit two days ago here in Mobile County. I mean, it, it really gets scary. But so we, we've got to, as, as a country, we've got to stand up. And we've got to get someone that's willing to stand up against these countries and push back and let them know, like China, like Russia, and stand up for we the people. So far, I haven't seen it. Um, we've got the economy. Uh, <laughs> we were rolling high, of course, as long as Donald Trump was in control. I think we're still actually on the end of the Trump wave that was an incredible economy, so incredible, in fact, that it sort of rode us through much of that ridiculous pandemic uh, debacle that we went through, much of it caused by Fauci, as you're talking about investigating, which I think is incredible and wonderful. Today's job report 
a disappointment. We added half a million yeah. jobs, but should have been a few million. Kamala and Biden want to continue to pay people not to work. That is horrible for families. You know this, Congressman. <coughs> uh, we can't replace parents as providers with big daddy government. Well, here in Alabama, the, our, our governor took, took it upon herself. That ends the end of June. They're going to quit taking federal money and dispensing that money out. I think that was very bold on her part. And thank, thank you, Governor Ivey, state of Alabama. I think the rest of the states need to take suit and don't take it all the way through September. You know, I think it, it really destroys, as a man, to be able to work, to provide a living, to come home and sit down and eat with my family. There's something to that that motivates a human being, or, or it, it motivates me. And I, and I feel like the government's trying to strip us of that, give us enough money to survive on, keep us at home, and it's very discouraging, very discouraging. And a lot of these people are not going to come back to work until they're forced to. Uh, but here in the state of Alabama, at the end of June, it's over with. So, and, and I'm proud to be a part of it. And what are you hearing from your colleagues in Washington, D.C.? Are, are their governors getting ready to follow suit with your governor, Kay Ivey, who, uh, you know, to end some of these dependency programs? Because when we look at Democrat-controlled cities over decades, they're the worst of the worst, Congressman. This is where families have been destroyed. Fathers have left the homes. Children are running the streets. Cities have fallen apart. Families are destroyed. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Wherever you have government handouts, you have government dependents, you have families falling apart, you have the, the loss of everything from faith uh, to education to uh, obviously jobs to any sort of independence. You, you, you have lives destroyed. That's what government dependence results in every single time. And all Joe and Kamala can talk about is more government dependence. All the squad can talk about is more government dependence. That's the direction the, the Democrat Party is taking hardcore. Hardcore, hard turns to the left. Um, socialism is all about that. Are other governors taking the lead uh, that that the Alabama governor is taking? Well, I was actually with the the congressman out of uh, Rosendale, out of Montana, when his governor announced it, and uh, of course I passed that message on to our governor. <clears throat> but you know, w when you talk about the squad and you talk about the the, the movement in D.C., I mean, it's almost tearing the families apart. And, and, and the United States is built on families. It's not built on a government. The federal government needs to be have less control. We need, if anything, we should be investing more into families. We should be encouraging families to, to stay together. We should be encouraging the, the quality of life. And that doesn't mean giving everything away. That, that may be better education. That means helping people that, 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 to keep their families together. Because when you start splitting families up, you wind up with... <clears throat> 12, 13, and 14 year old kids that are on the streets that, that are having gun gun battles and killing one another. I mean, that's what this is about. I mean, we, we've lost this family uh, atmosphere that I, I knew as a child. I grew up, I was raised, you know, everybody in the small town I grew up knew me and didn't, didn't hesitate to let me know what they thought I was doing wrong. And I thank God for every one of them, but we don't have that anymore. Now it's, it's big daddy government. You know, it's the government's responsibility to, to feed us. It's the government's responsibility to pay our rent. It's the government's responsibility to, to, to do all of these things. 
in reality, the government is not—it's not going to benefit us in the long run. In the long run, it does not benefit us as a society. We have to get stronger. Look at the people that built this country. We just came through Memorial Day, and I heard an incredible story about a tank commander in World War II that got covered with diesel fuel and burned up. They buried this man alive in 18 inches of dirt. Came back 24 hours to get him. He was still alive, and he stood there and told us about this. That's the people that built this country. Not a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington, not a bunch of people giving stuff away. It, and we've got to return back to that. We've got to find the people, and we have them. I, I truly, this is a wonderful country. A very small percentage of people make all the noise in Washington. We need Washington as a whole to stand up and be bold. We need leadership's what we need, and we don't have it right now. Well stated. Well, I think we're craving it badly, and I think we're going to see that in 2022. Congressman Jerry Carl, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, too. Have a great weekend. And, you know, we have had so many great interviews this week. It has been an amazing week. Loved having the Sweet family on yesterday. Um, it was an amazing interview. If you have a chance to go back and watch that segment from yesterday with the Yeshua's um, beautiful family, um, if you have a chance to watch that, or if you want to listen to my podcast, you can go to justthenews.com or any place where you can find podcasts and uh, you can find my podcast there, Dr. Gina Primetime Podcast, and listen to any of our interviews from the week. But we have one of your favorites coming up from the week and we are going to play that for you because it was your most requested. Got the most feedback in my interview is this one. It is Dennis Prager and he is, his words are like little droplets of gold. Wealth of information, could have kept him the whole show. That's next, don't miss it, stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. This is the segment this week that got the most feedback from you, our audience. Here is where I chatted with one of my all-time favorites, radio talk show host, Dennis Prager. Our schools in America are failing. Our children do deserve better, and our republic depends on parents and free thinkers to come up with creative ways to educate our children by totally bypassing the leftist academic establishment. I sent my youngest boy to a private Christian school this year, and even they ended up succumbing to the fear of COVID. Although it wasn't fear of COVID, it was fear of the government coming down on them. They bowed down to the demands of the county dictates here in Palm Beach County. And I was extremely disappointed he won't be going back. There was no school in America, public or private, that said heck no to forcing our children into masks on the playground and that ridiculous social distancing, except for the Sentner Academy, as far as I know anyway, in Miami. And we had the founder of that school, as you'll remember, on just a couple of weeks ago. But we needed thousands of people like the Sentners at the Sentner School to defy the leftist tyranny, but it didn't happen. So freedom-loving parents who treasure their children have to get even more creative. And there is help out there. 
Dennis Prager has made it his life's mission to educate America's youth rather than to indoctrinate them. Dennis Prager is an amazing radio talk show host, as you know, and the founder of Prager U. Thank God for him. He joins us now. Dennis, good to see you. Thank you so much for being with us. Great to be with you. Dennis, it sounds trite when you say children are our future, but they really are the future of our great republic. And there are some great children out there and some great parents going above and beyond. No doubt about that. The left knows this, though. So it really was a genius move on the part of the left to chase every single free thinker out of academia and ensure that our children only hear the anti-American propaganda. I have to hand it to them. What they did, how they used COVID was a pretty genius move, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh, there is no relationship between genius and moral acumen. A genius, it's, genius is an amoral quality. Uh, it's like uh, a pencil. A pencil has no moral quality. It could be used for good or for bad. So can genius. As to the issue of uh, children, uh, I can only say that at, at this point, and I have said this with great sadness uh, for a while now, that you either fight what your school is doing to your children or you remove your children from that school. And l let me put it to parents as, as honestly and, and forthrightly as I can. You are gambling not only with your child's character and intellect and faculty of reason and values, you are gambling with your relationship with your child. Okay. Colleges for decades, and now high schools and elementary schools, are churning out children who have contempt for their parents' values and ultimately for their parents. The number of people with traditional love America, love God, love freedom, values, who have children who do not even talk to them, is in the millions in this country. It, it, it is, that's the pandemic that actually scares me more uh, than the, uh, the virus, than, than COVID-19, is the, the pandemic of children who have severed relations with their parents because their parents uh, have different values than they. So uh, please understand, in the short run, it's much easier to send your kids to school, pack them off and, you know, do your thing. And I, un I understand that. But in the long run, you may well pay a terrible price. And precisely, I'm guessing, why you started PragerU. Um, but the left sees you as an incredible threat. Um, with PragerU, you create edu educational content so that young people can know why America is great. But the left is working hard to silence you. Tell us about that and what you're doing about that. And if you would incorporate into that answer for us, um, what you recommend parents do because they're at a great pivotal point right now. School's ending. I've been making these decisions myself. Um, there are schools that are great, very reputable here in Palm Beach, and most of my friends are sending their kids to those schools next year. Um, I'm making a different choice for my child. I want you to advise parents at this pivotal pinnacle of their children's lives what you recommend they do uh, as they're making those decisions now. There are a handful of good schools your, your original point about your even hoping the Christian school you sent your kid to would be firm 
uh, in its strength and values, uh, even that failed, uh, is, is correct. Uh, it is child abuse to have children not play with each other or not or play with each other with masks on. It is a form of child abuse. It has no scientific basis. It is pure child abuse. What has been done to children in the last year and a half uh, is unforgivable. So uh, I am totally with you on that. What do parents do? Uh, you either uh, change the school or get your kids out of the school, find a good school, or uh, in most cases, your answer will be homeschooling. It, it is intimidating to think about, uh, and it is, it is difficult to begin, but uh, eventually it gets much easier. You can lead a semi-normal life uh, while still having your kids in homeschooling. It is up to you how much time you will devote to the homeschooling. But if you want a happier, healthier, a less jaded, uh, more intellectually acute, wiser child who will eventually grow up uh, to, uh, to uh, love you uh, and be in your life, your chances are infinitely greater if you homeschool your child. PragerU is one of the vehicles that many, many homeschooling uh, people use. Uh, we have uh, almost 500 videos by some of the most prestigious minds in the world, uh, summarizing in five minutes some of the greatest and most important concepts of life. We have a program for younger kids, prep, Prager University uh, education for parents and teachers, uh, and, and or parent, for parents, basically, and, and sometimes uh, teachers use it as well. Anyway, we have it. We're not the only ones. There are many people who are providing great programs for homeschooling. Uh, uh, they do want to shut us down to get to your final point. They have tried to do that from the beginning. We do reach a billion views a year, more than a billion. And here's the uh, remarkable thing. 65% of them are under the age of 35. When I walk okay. in airports, uh, to my uh, delight, it is young people overwhelmingly who come over and ask to take a selfie with me. So uh, I, I could tell you from anecdotal personal experience the, the number of young people that, that we're touching. It's not enough. I mean, I mean it, 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 even with a billion views, there are so many you're not reaching. The, people, people are not aware or don't want to be aware of the lies that their children are exposed to. The 1619 Project, if your children are in a school that teaches the 1619 Project, one of the greatest lies in American history, you must take the child out of that school. Then you, you know that the purpose of that school is to alienate your child from America. It has no greater purpose. And if your, if, if your school has uh, drag queen study hour for first graders. Take your child out of that school. I mean, why would you keep them there? What is more precious to you than your child's character and mind uh, and soul? I, 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 look, people don't want to recognize how, how bad the situation is in our schools. That's what it is. Uh, let me finish with, with, a, uh, with a comment that I've been making all of my career. Sending your children to college is playing Russian roulette with their values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unless you send them, of course, to a well-established 
school that you've investigated well, and there are some of That's those out correct. there yes. as well. Correct. Very few, but there are some. There are some out there that are doing a fabulous job. Um, you bring me to another point, a little bit outside the scope of what you do, but I know that your intellectual curiosity has had you study this. The cancel culture is going to come after you and me and all free thinkers any way they can. Do we start a whole separate economy for free thinkers, non-leftists in every single arena? We've had to do it for schools. You mentioned that there are other schools out there um, doing all sorts of things. More than 2,000, I believe, curricula out there since I started homeschooling. My oldest is 25. Um, and so, but, but, so we've done a good job, I feel like, on that. There, there are options out there for homeschoolers. And, the, and I agree with you. No parent should be intimidated at the thought of homeschooling. And, and another thing is, don't be child-centered on homeschooling either. Your child may not want it on homeschooling either. Your child may not want to do it. It's not about what your child wants to do. You're still the parent, and you've got to take the reins over your child's will on this, or you will lose them, just as Dennis said. Um, but to build beyond schooling, because there are other ways that we're being canceled now, Dennis, like never before, do we just build a whole separate economy for all the ways we're being canceled now? It's actually beginning to happen. I live in California, which is moving toward totalitarianism. And uh, my one of my sons lives in Florida, which is a free state. And I just lectured in uh, Houston this past weekend, uh, another free state, Texas. What is happening is there is a an unspoken of movement of many people uh, who have traditional American values moving towards those states and leaving. Uh, do you know that California, for the first time in its history, has a net outgrowth, you know, a net export of people rather than mm -hmm. import, that it's lost a seat in Congress because it's losing population? Who is it losing? It's not losing leftists. Leftists love it in California. It's it's losing people uh, who love truth. The left has never loved truth since from Lenin to the New York Times. The left has never uh, 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 never considered truth to be a value. They consider social justice a value, but not truth. People have uh, their own values. So uh, this is what you're talking about, a realigning of Americans is actually taking place. Yeah, it absolutely is, whether it's big tech or banking, all of those areas. I think uh, conservatives are moving in and realizing they have to establish their own. And I myself am one of those people moved from California to Florida um, because uh, you have to raise a family and you have to keep them safe. And, and that really is where we are in, in this part of of history. Dennis, I want to ask you about something else you and I are both very passionate about, and that's Israel. This is something you've written extensively about, you've spoken about on your shows. Uh, the conflict has settled down over there for the moment, um, but the anti-Israel smears and the anti-Semitism uh, is as bad as I've ever seen it in the United States. We have members of Congress outwardly and unapologetically anti-Semitic, and getting away with it, by the way. The leftist news media is anti-Israel, and I have still been unable to figure out why the left hates Israel. It doesn't compute in my brain. It doesn't make logical sense to me. Everything the left claims to care about, like minorities, like democracy, like tolerance, flies out the window when Israel becomes the subject. You wrote a book on it. I, um, I want you to help our audience understand this phenomenon. 
You're good, by the way. I just want to tell you. <laughs> I don't know how often you hear that from people you interview, but you, 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 have, you have great clarity and you ask good questions. Thank so you. Uh, the answer to why Israel is hated by the left is virtually the same answer as why America is hated by the left. Israel and America are 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 the are odes to the Judeo-Christian value system, and they are odes to freedom. They are uh, outliers uh, in, in the world for the liberty uh, that they that they have in their countries, and they represent the West. The left hates the West. It hates Western culture. Uh, at uh, Princeton, they just announced that if you are a classics major, classics major, you do not have to study either Greek or Latin. I don't understand how you're a classics major, but hey, at UCLA, you don't have to. At UCLA, you don't have to read Shakespeare to get a degree in English. They they are dismantling the West. America and Israel represent the West. America and Israel are countries built on ideas, not ethnicity. The Jews come in every ethnic, uh, 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 mo most of the Jews of Israel are not white. The majority of Jews in Israel are not white. Uh, th this is something that you know you, you never hear about. Uh, but, so, but it's irrelevant to the left because truth is not a left-wing value. So there's a, resent there's a resentment of those who succeed. America and Israel have succeeded. And they, they, uh, that alone is reason to bring them down. Uh, it, the left is a force of destruction. I remember when they helped uh, kill the Boy Scouts, I said, how come there were no left-wing Boy Scouts? Because they never create, they only destroy. And that's what is happening in the United States. And by the time people realize that it, it may be too late. I don't know if we will survive the leftist onslaught on, on the foundations of this country and on its freedoms. But anyway, uh, the, the answer to uh, why they hate Israel is the same as why they hate America. In my book, which I first wrote uh, 35 years ago, Why the Jews, the Reason for Anti-Semitism, uh, I have a big chapter on anti-Americanism as the modern form, a modern form of anti-Semitism, which it is. It's exactly right. By the way, it's ironic because the Jews consider themselves the chosen people, and so did Americans. The American founder said, we are the second chosen people. The Jews were first, and we're second. That was a, a basic belief of the founders of this country. And the left hates that idea, too. You're exceptional. They hate American exceptionalism. They hate Jewish exceptionalism. They think that they are racist when there's no racist bone in the body of the exceptionalism. In fact, it, it welcomes members. By the way, on the American racist, one, one thing, Gina, uh, I've asked this question the whole the whole time I've been broadcasting. Why have 10, not, I don't know, about 10, why have many millions, not tens, I take that back, about 3 million immigrants from Africa have moved to the United States? Ten, tens of millions would if they could. Why did sure. they come here? If America is systemically racist, why do blacks come in the millions to the United States? Did Jews move to Germany in the 1930s? That was systemically anti-Semitic. No Jew moved right. to Germany. Right. Why do blacks move to America? Are they stupid? 
Ask every leftist who says America is systemically racist that question. Why have millions of blacks, 360,000 came as slaves, 3 million have come voluntarily. Why have they come? It's a great question. And you know, I could listen to you a million times, Dennis Prager, and I'd still learn something every single time. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. You are a superhero and a mentor to me, whether you knew it or not. Um, thank you for being here. My, my joy. <laughs> Check out his daily radio show and also his website, PragerU.com. You will be a better person for it. I could have kept him for the whole show that day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It is now time for some news you didn't know. And here to help us always from our RAV headquarters in Denver, Colorado, Jessica Rivera. Jessica, great to see you. Happy Freedom Friday. Happy Freedom Friday to you, Dr. Gina, and always great to see you. But as if Vice President Kamala Harris didn't have enough on her plate already, she has now been given another job by President Joe Biden. And that job is to be the head of the Biden administration's efforts to protect voting rights. This comes after the vice president was actually tasked with the crisis at the southern border in March. Of course, we all know Harris has yet to make her way down there. She supposedly has plans to do so. But more importantly, someone in the White House actually thinks the vice president is doing a stellar job at this point because she now has the job to find not one, but two major solutions for two major issues in the nation right now. But it doesn't matter if Harris is actually succeeding or failing. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki had this to say on Wednesday. She said, quote, the president sees the vice president as an important partner and somebody who can work to take on challenging and hard initiatives. That's the role of the modern day vice president. So, Dr. Gina, I guess today's modern day vice president can have important job duties and titles, but they only need to act as if they are actually working on problems because they will never really be expected to show any results. And that is what our United States Vice President's obligations seem to have come to. So to say the bar for VP is very low in America is an understatement and very sad. Yeah, I mean, and she did so well on the border. Yeah, I mean, right? she already got that taken <laughs> care of, so she was kind of, you know, looking for something else to uh, fix. So I guess this is her, her, her next job that she has to address. So we'll see how she does yeah. on this one. Wow. Kamala's only real job these days is to wait for the moment that it's time to take over Joe's job. Although I don't think she wants to do it right now. Timing not so good. But anyway, Jessica, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too, Dr. Gina. You're welcome. All right, and over at JustTheNews.com, I saw this headline, Golden Exodus, California shrank by 165,000 taxpayers, $8.8 billion in gross income. New IRS data shows California residents of all ages and incomes fled for more tax-friendly climates. Not a big surprise. Here with us now, our West Coast correspondent, Amanda Head. Amanda, this isn't surprising, but $8.8 .8 billion, a lot for the state to lose. 
It is a lot for them to lose and a lot for other states to gain. So the IRS publishes a taxpayer migration report, and the most recent one is from the tax years of 2018 and 2019. The state of California lost more taxpayers and dependents than any other state. The number one state that they went to was Texas, not really a surprise there. Texas reaped in $3.4 billion in additional state revenue as a result of that. And then in second place was Arizona with $2.2 billion in, uh, in supplementary state revenue. Now, what's interesting about this is this is pre-pandemic. Again, this is the, for the tax years of 2018 to 2019. So this is pre-pandemic. You're going to have an even larger number of people who migrate out of California. From July of 2019 to July of 2020, 153,000 more people left the state of California than actually moved there. And as you know, for the first time in California's history, we have lost one congressional seat as a result of the most recent census. So people are hightailing it out of here. I have a lot of friends who during the pandemic went back to their home states to be with family during the pandemic because you know there was no brick and mortar store for them to go to for their job or maybe someone who works from home anyway, so they went back to be with family. And quite a few of them said, you know what, I'm done with California. It's so much nicer here. One of our friends in Florida who moved to, uh, his parents are in Tallahassee, he said, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to sell my condo in Burbank and move back home, and I don't really blame him. I'm really kind of hoping at some point I can get out of here and Real America's Voice can stick someone else out here for the uh, tour of duty in California. Tour of duty. I know it really must feel that way. And as you know, I spent seven years in California, and I did. I loved my time there, paying the pretty tax. But uh, I, I really am. I do enjoy Florida. Now, Amanda, this afternoon, yeah. changing gears here, the uh, Facebook Oversight Board, as you know, announced President Trump uh, is such a threat that his Facebook page will remain shut down for two more years. And what a coincidence! That will keep him off of Facebook through the midterm elections. They say he's just too much of a public threat. Interesting though, it looked like his Instagram page was back up when I glanced. This is all very confusing because Facebook owns Instagram, so if he's too threatening to be on Facebook, but he's okay to be on Instagram, I'm really confused. Yeah, I'm not sure if he has been reinstated on Instagram because I had heard that like you did and I kept checking and I feel like if President Trump was reinstated on Instagram that he would immediately fire off some posts. But, you know, across social media you don't see equal treatment of threats. You've got member you've got the Ayatollah, you've got members of the CCP, uh, Russian officials who have been accused of egregious crimes on social media and yet someone like President Trump who is peacefully exer exercising his freedom of speech is considered a threat. But I don't think this is going to be much of a roadblock for President Trump because, as we know, he finds a way to get his message out there. Tomorrow night, we are airing his speech at the North Carolina GOP convention in its entirety, live, no commercial break breaks. There's a little plug for tomorrow night's programming, um, and I can't say that for <laughs> other networks. But, you know, he's going to find a way to get his message out there. He has his email blasts that get sent out to millions of Americans. People are still waiting on the edge of their seat to hear what he has to say, and whatever platform chooses to host him is going to do very, very well. That's exactly right. All right, Amanda, as you know, it is the fun part of the show, especially on a Freedom Friday. It's time for our meme of the day. And in this one, we see a picture of the White House, and it says the world's most expensive nursing home. Amanda, 
really sad, but kind of really true, right? Yeah, and what's what's even sadder about this is the fact that it's not just conservatives who make fun of his, uh, I'll be diplomatic and say his fragile state. I mean, you see liberals on Twitter, like really, really liberal liberals out there kind of poking fun at his, uh, his state, I guess. And, you know, liberals are going to deny that, it, that there's anything cognitive that has declined, but definitely his, his feeble movements indicate that uh, there might actually be some nursing staff over there at the White House. Wow, that is just, did you ever think you'd see the day the Democrats would be this desperate? But they really are, because they have no ideas the Americans can uh, grab onto. Anyway, Amanda, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We always appreciate you being on the show. Thanks. Thank you, Dr. Gina. Same to you. And thank you for joining me tonight and this whole week. It's been a fantastic week with you here in our audience. Thanks to everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice, growing like crazy. Live from Studio 6B is up next with Damon and the crew. Join us next week. More of the best of programming. Hug your children. Love your God. Go boldly now and live the truth. Have a great week.